BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ladies and gentlemen, I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. It's in this league. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. Come again with Scott Bogman and Chris Welsh. Can't wait. What does that do? Did that blow your mind? That just happened. This is the Fantasy Baseball Prospect Podcast, Prospect One. I'm your host, Chris Welsh. You can find me on Twitter at IsItTheWelsh. On the Instagram is the same place. And at InThisLeague.com. The Patreon, InThisLeague.com. That's where it'll take you. Where my top 500 prospects are. Where my dynasty list is. Where you can get... A top 200 prospect ADP. Yes, all of that is at InThisLeague.com and tons more. We've got the Group Me Rooms. Prospect One Room is awesome. Our daily Barry Baker report of top prospects and just great conversation. You can have access to me and we do other stuff. I do breaks over there. We've got other sports. So come and check it out. InThisLeague.com. That's a Patreon. And that is where you can also support prospect one and thank you guys for supporting because it means the world that's how that's how the world goes round my friends thanks for tuning into this episode where james anderson from rotowire is back with me and we are going a little over an hour and we're talking lots of prospects that's right we're talking about some of the biggest names that have been performing well and uh, some valuation changes as far as like ranks go you know it's just prospect talk it's like a prospect report if you will with James and myself, and I know some of you guys really dig that, so I know you will dig this episode. Some stuff to tell you guys about. Here's a fun thing, if you didn't already know, I have another article that just posted on The Athletic, and this one's a little bit different. This one was about, speaking of uh, collecting and cards and stuff, this was about the brand new release of Bowman Baseball, the Bowman uh, card set that just released, and I did, uh, it was a dual article, it was all kind of about top, so, you know, good on them. It was me picking out some prospects that are out of this set that you should look to collect. The top names, kind of middle names, and a couple deeper names. And it was also entwined with my conversation with Drew Jones. So this is finally me putting a little uh, pen to paper with the Drew Jones article. And it was also with Levi Weaver, if you've ever read anything he does on The Athletic, where he starts the article off and it's talking about the Tops spot house that we, me and him both went to. And this is more about what they were doing. And then it transitions into me talking with Drew Jones and then uh, my picks for Bowman. So 
you're not a card guy, the card stuff might not be interesting, but I do write some thoughts down about prospects. I mean, my idea of who to collect is me also breaking down some of the stuff I think that's really interesting with those guys. So you can check it out. It's The Athletic. You can say awesome, nice, kind things in the comments and whatever you want. But I've got that there. And I will be starting up a one what's a month every three weeks or so article uh, just doing prospects on the athletic as well so if you guys want to make sure you're tuned in i don't have like a promo code it'd be awesome if i did so they could track maybe a little bit but you can get it for like super cheap it's like a buck or two a month um i'm on rates and barrels so you could always use rates and barrels uh, athletic.com slash rates and barrels sign up and i will be doing like a like i said every two three four weeks whatever it is we i don't think we've come to terms with it it'll at least be once a month i'm going to be doing kind of a prospect report and then probably some type of dynasty update here in the near future. So doing some stuff with them. Thought you guys might want to know about it. It's fun. It's funsies. And of course, rates and barrels on um, Tuesdays you can check out. Where we had a pretty good hit this week. We were talking about uh, guys that are going to be coming up for the Orioles. And DVR had put on our sheet that it was like, he was like Westberg or Norby. And I jumped in and I was like, we got to put Joey Ortiz on there. Because that's my pick. And I didn't realize Eno was with me. And then, what do you know it? Joey Ortiz gets the call up. So we were right about that. So you can check that out on Tuesdays. Those are all kind of your different prospect fills that I'm doing. But, you know, that might be a little too much me, but just letting you know a couple of those things. Uh, this episode is also brought to you by, of course, Dennis Sidler at Sid's Graphs. Sid's Graphs has got a lot going on right now, not just one of the sponsors on Fantasy Pros for the home run contest. But as I am recording this, Dennis is doing a signing with Brandon Lau. That's right, Brandon Lau. Guess what's coming up next month? Taj Bradley. Taj has been most. There's a little caveats and stuff with that too. And there's a couple other awesome guys that are in the works. You can't quite talk about. Maybe some guys even out of like the new Bowman set that you might want to check out. So go and check him out. Sidsgraphs.com. Jerseys, baseballs, bats, unique things. He's had the. I don't know if he has any more. One of my favorites was he got these. Like custom gold gloves made for Luis Robert. And I thought that was like the coolest thing ever. We actually did a raffle of one of those on my Break This League. Those are the breaks I do with our Patreon. Well, some like while back. But I thought those were like so cool. But, you know, Jordan Walker, uh, Michael Harris. Those are some recent Corbin Carroll, of course. Uh, all clients of his always adding more. Dennis is nonstop. So go and check him out today at SidsGraphs.com. I don't think I'm going to bore you guys with a whole bunch of other stuff. Um, we'll probably just get right into it. James and I cover a ton. We went over an hour. There's a lot of interesting performance stuff in there that's going on. It's just this is a classic James and I conversation, if that's what you're into. So let's just get right into it. James Anderson from Rotowire, Chris Welsh from Prospect One, and you. Let's talk about some prospects, see what you guys think, and away we go. Say, I like you. I like you so much, I'm going to make you my partner. All you have to do is find the gold, and I'll share it with you 50-50. Prospect one. There he is, my man, Real J.R. Anderson. It's James Anderson from Rotowire. That's a Twitter handle, Real J.R. Anderson. You can follow him there over on all of the killer and best, really the best in the business, prospect content you can get over at Rotowire. And he's just one of my dear friends. James, what is up, my friend? Not much, man. I appreciate you having me on. Um, kind of semi-working right now, but uh, worked plenty today, so cracked a beer, ready to hang out with my buddy Welsh. 
Yeah, you could probably chalk up like work under the guise of doing this podcast, right? If, if someone were to hit you up, be like, hey, "I'm working. I'm doing uh, doing Prospect One on the podcast time." So what? We're drinking a beer. Who, who cares? Loose, it's not a very deal. loosely. I'm very loosely working right now. Yeah, you know, it's funny. Um, I, I, and I know, and I appreciate everybody that always says like some of their favorite episodes are when you and I chat, and it, it means a lot, and I like that. But like, I don't want to. I'm always careful of abusing James's time and stuff like that. I'm doing episodes. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms. And producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. The legends are true. We're overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10 piece with nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba da ba ba ba. Go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. I generally come in at least 15 minutes late. I use the side door, and after that, I just sort of space out for about an hour. Until uh, I space out? I probably only do about 15 minutes of real, actual work. Would you be a good sport and indulge us and just tell us a little more? Let me tell you something about In This League. And I always have to kind of like go and look, and I was like, oh man, James and I talked like just about a month ago, but then I realized... I was on rates and barrels, so I felt much better about abusing your time and getting you back on here because we had not done a little prospect one recently, and that's what we're going to do. We're going to be going through a lot of just, it's kind of a prospect report here on Prospect One. We're going to be going through some of the latest all around uh, the minor league world, talking about ranks, talking about valuations, and talking about all of the stuff that you would normally know, like Jordan Walker. I wanted to get this out of the way here. This also has a lot of like redraft implications, but James, I kind of went, uh, I, don't, I don't know what show it was I was on. I went off on one of the shows recently. I want to say it was probably the, the uh, CBS Fantasy Baseball Today. But I went off on just the whole thing with uh, the Cardinals and the whole decision-making with the Cardinals to bring Jordan Walker up to the majors uh, you know, on opening day to let him break camp with the team with all the same roster, essentially, and then to chalk things up that Nolan Gorman is the one that's keeping him off the team after he's hitting 274. And then the revelation comes out that if they keep him down for around 20 days, they can own one more year of contract service. Everything the Cardinals did in this pissed me off. And I thought it was really poorly played 
But do you think there's justification when we look at Jordan Walker, who kind of became the default number one because Corbin Carroll and Gunnar Henderson came out? Um, do you think that there are some bigger holes in Jordan Walker's game that maybe justified this and maybe people need to pay attention to as a prospect? Or do you think this was nonsense? I I think people are overreacting a little bit uh, to or just kind of the the outrage. You know, I, I think he probably shouldn't have been up uh, to start the year. Um, I I did a podcast yesterday like a couple hours before he got sent down and speculated he would probably get sent down soon just because his defense is the it's worst bad. of all their outfielders. And True. they have uh, good outfielders. They're not – it's not like they sent him down so that they could give just some scrubby guy in, in his 20s at-bats he doesn't deserve. They They just have too many outfielders right now, and he's the worst defender, and he wasn't – uh, doing enough with the bat from like an OBP standpoint to kind of make up for the defense. So um, there is there is the service time aspect, but you know, would you would you want a team to give a guy like that? Like if you're kind of arguing on the side of the player, like would you rather them open the guy up and give him a chance to just kind of take a job and run with it? Or just no matter what he did, start him at AAA and get the extra year control that way. Like I think it's, you know, I, I think they did better by Jordan Walker than a lot of teams would have. I, yeah, I, I think it's I think it's really convoluted though. Like to your point, if if, if a guy's gonna hit two, this guy hit two seventy four, and maybe to their point, and this is something I, I will acknowledge that they probably went into this, you know, with hopes that Nolan Gorman was making the proper changes, but they had these hopes of saying, okay, listen, this defense might be behind. If it's, if it is behind, guess what we can do? We can throw him over uh, and we can have him DH because that bat is in play. And that became a little bit less likely. And I think you have some old school baseball in play of like wanting to be committed to Gorman. So I'll give you that, but I would have liked it one way or the other. And I would have liked kind of like what you're saying, like just then don't bring him up. If, if it's going to be this loose and he's going to be sent down, then don't bring him up and, and keep him back down. I just don't think this is a good play, and I don't I don't see the logic. I, I just see old school baseball, but the only other counter to the side of kind of what you're talking about is they clearly, again, Marmol just playing old school baseball, wasn't going to play him. So, okay, to that point, they clearly were just not going to play him in favor of guys like Dylan Carlson. Alec Burleson's been awesome. And, and if that's the case, then yeah, he does need, he's not going to learn anything just sitting on the bench all this whole time but I feel like they mismanaged it. And that's what you hate to see because I feel like in different ways, Joe Adele was mismanaged. Kelnick was very mismanaged in, in different degrees, but I feel like we have gone around. And by the way, obviously Kelnick is going through the freaking roof right now, but there are so many ways we've seen mismanagement in prospect over the last couple of years. This is different, but it just kind of hits a little bit the same that it's like, mm, this doesn't feel like they had a clear plan. And it definitely caught, I mean, I don't have like shares of Jordan Walker that I'm, coming from a personal butthurtness about, I just don't like it. And I, I worry about player development a little bit with it. But, um, but I mean, I guess you were already kind of on the side that he probably shouldn't have been here in the first place. So this isn't that big of a shocker to you. No, I, I mean, if I were, yeah. So Nolan Gorman has been way better than I expected him to be. And so I, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't really mind any, real part of how they did it, to be honest. I think they kind of gave those guys a shot to sort of 
you know, citing like Sam Walker's batting average, you know, like he's, he's last among all their outfielders in wins above replacement. So um, I, I would look at that more than anything. And like Nolan Gorman just outplayed him. And if Jordan Walker had outplayed Nolan Gorman, it'd be Nolan Gorman who'd be at AAA right now. Yeah. And I get the, I get the Gorman. So the defense, like, I know what you're saying. I don't, it was a third baseman. He literally yeah. made his move that's not at the end of last year. It's not like I'm not saying like, oh, how dare he not be better at yeah. defense? You know, it's just like also it's just a guy that like he's not striking out twenty thirty uh, percent of the time. He's not hitting under two seventy. He's hitting over two seventy. He's still a couple bases. Hit a couple homers. He's not walking, but he has played poor defense. And Nolan Gorman has pushed him off of it. It just I think it has the bigger impact when we look at um, the top end of prospect list. So. Did Walker become your default number one? I, I don't really know. I don't know if we've talked about this. Did he become the number one? And what did what do you, what is your personal opinion of the state of the top end of your ranks? Kind of with what's going on with Walker, Volpe turning it around, Lawler, Churio kind of pushing back up. Guys, we're going to talk about another guy who might be a top five guy here in a little bit. But what is the state of the top end of yours? And how does Walker fit it still? Uh, yeah, with Henderson and Carroll graduating, I. I would have I don't update mine like as when every guy graduates, so it still shows Carol and Gunner up there, and it will until I update it in late May. But um, with those guys graduating, Walker would be my default guy, and uh, but I, I mean it's it's not a tier of one. It's kind of a, a few guys. It's Lawler. It's Churio. It's uh, Manzardo. It's um, you know, several guys. And by the time I update my rankings, it might be someone I didn't even mention there, but uh, I, I don't think it's going to hurt Walker's offensive development very much. And I, if people, if people are like, I'm not any bit lower on Walker than I was before the season, but I might've been lower on him than some people before the season. So if anyone is panicking over this and like, Oh crap, like I got to, I got to flip Jordan Walker. Like I would still treat him with the exact same amount of value as I would have before the season. Okay. Yeah. So then you answered kind of where I was going to go is like, I know you don't do the ranks and I know he's default, but I was going to kind of push you to like, if you were to have to do it right now, would he still have that number one spot? And it sounds like he would have that. Cause if nothing's changed and he yeah. default went I, there, he yeah. would still, I don't, there's spot. no, I don't have anyone in mind where it's like, this guy has to be ahead of Jordan Walker. You know? Yeah. And I would also point out in all of it, the last thing on the Jordan Walker side is like, I don't look at this as a huge negative. And I know I threw around like Adele and Kelnick. It's not meant to be like that. And I hope people are like, listen, it's not blah, blah, blah. Of course, they're very, very different. I mean, Jordan Walker's floor of who he is as a total prospect, even with Kelnick is doing right now, it may be the best of all of them. But, you know, the the holes in Adele's game are different than Walker's. Kelnick's were the same way. This is I'm treating this as a different situation. I don't look at this as like an offensive takeaway that he didn't have a bat that could stay in the majors. It truly was defense and an insane turnaround by Nolan Gorman, who, you know, spent that offseason at driveline, learned how to hit high fastballs, and he's reaping the benefits of it. So there'll probably be a time pretty soon where they fix that. So I thought that would be appropriate to talk about the biggest news. The other huge news has been around starting pitchers in the majors right now of prospect wide. And I have gotten this question 400 million times. Kind of, the, I don't even know why I keep getting it because I think people kind of know where it's at. I want to get your take on this big three clump of starting pitchers. A, 
Haj Bradley comes up, dominates curveball, one of the sexiest pitches out there. Nothing he could have done better, except then the the Rays go, eh, he could do some stuff better. And we're now going to have him start multiple games in the minors, so he's on a five-day schedule. To me... SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10 piece Wick Nuggets, Fries, and Sprite ultra powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba da ba ba ba. Go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. The snozberries taste like snozberries. I'm freaking out, man. You are freaking out, man. Littering and... Littering and... Littering and... Littering and... Littering and smoking... In this league. Break it down. Very LOL. It's very stupid, but okay. This is baseball. This is business. I think that is clearly what is going on here. Number two. Tanner Bybee gets the call up. Phenomenal. That... 12, I don't know when I've ever seen a 12 to 6 slider, uh, how he was working that, but he was throwing for strikes. Fastball was on point. That slider he threw uh, 40 plus percent of the time had 20. I think it was a total of 20 called strikes and whiffs on it, which was so stupid. He looked great and may stick around. And then finally, of course, Brennan Fott was still not gotten the call. I do personally believe he will be called up to start maybe Tuesday, Wednesday. Maybe they push Merrill Kelly because the Dynamics have a weird like Monday off and Thursday off. So maybe they give Kelly an extra day off, have him pitch Thursday. Brandon Fott comes up, whatever. But he has been one of the biggest names that's floated out there, but he's not there. So looking at the total talent, your valuations, how do you pair out Taj Bradley versus Tanner Bybee versus Brandon Fott? Uh, it's... Probably fought Bradley Bybee for me, but I could give you a different answer in like a week. Like it's not, I'm I'm not adamant at all about any sort of ordering of these guys. Like they're all each, each start they make uh, with the exception of fought, like each start uh, Bradley and, and Bybee make in the majors is a significant data point. So um 
you know, we just saw Bybee, like, I mean, that could be Bybee's best start of the season, you know? Um, I definitely actually agree with that from, I'm so, so excited to see this next start because clearly that, if you watch the broadcast, the announcers were tripping over themselves laughing about the breaking pitch he was throwing. And Statcast couldn't materialize it early on. And they were fighting, is it a slider? Is it a curve? And then finally they like argued, this is a curve because it had such 12, six ac- uh, 12 to 6 action. But when you saw the behind the camera look, you could see it cutting even more, which, and it was, it was labeled a slider. So I'm just, in my agreement with you here is that pitch has now been seen. He can throw it for strikes. How are hitters when they get, and they've got this video enough to look at, how are they going to adjust? You know, how much are they going to sit on that pitch like these pitchers did before? There's a lot more data out there. So I also very much agree. It could be very well could be his best start of the whole season as he is adjusted to, but that's why I'm so excited to see the next start. So I just wanted to add that, that really that slider usage, I think is so key to how he's going to be attacked in the next start. Yeah. I mean, you won't get me to say anything negative about any of those three guys. So if, if anyone likes Bybee more than Fott and Bradley, then go nuts. You know, I, but talk I, about Fott gonna... for a minute, because like I get, <laughs> I get people that someone tweeted me and was like, Hey, I'm really proud of you Welsh for going at least 10 minutes without talking about Brandon Fott. And I think that was on uh rates and barrels or something because I am pretty hyper-focused on it, and I'm fascinated by him from the stuff plus numbers being down, except he's in altitude to him having more pitches per appearance than any of these other guys and stuff that I liked more than anybody else. But I do a lot of talking about him, and I think he feels at the bottom of the list for most people because he's not there. So, I mean, what what is it that you're still sitting on fought above Bradley and Bybee after seeing them in the majors? Um, well, I, I mean, I had thought as my number one pitching prospect coming into the year, and he had uh, his worst Is start. Number of the one year. overall? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know. I don't think I knew that. Um, I think so. Yeah. Over yep. Grayson, over Tiedemann, yeah. over. Yep. Okay. Okay. Um, Damn, good on you. All right. This is good. But uh, I, I, you know, his worst start of the year was his first start of the year. And in his four starts since then, he's picked up exactly where he left off last year and uh i just think it's uh i think it's underrated how difficult the pitching conditions he pitches in are and how dominant he's been despite that and i just don't think there are many pitchers who could come close to his level of consistent uh excellence at that level and he goes he can go deeper into games than all these guys. He can go deeper in season than all these guys. Uh, I don't mind the team context at all. Uh, just, I just trust him the most. And uh, Bradley, what Bradley did in the big leagues took him from like around 50 overall in my rankings to, um, or no, like I had him at like 45 or so uh, before the season, but like, what he did in the majors took him from there to the point where if anyone wanted to say he's the number one pitching prospect in baseball, I wouldn't argue with you at all. Uh, and Bybee uh, just has, you know, that was an awesome start. Um, you know, he wasn't, 
dominant across every one of his starts at AAA or anything like that. But Guardians is a is a nice team context as well. They obviously have a great track record. His overall performance in the in the minors is pretty infallible. So I, I think they're all great. I just I'm not like I I haven't really seen anything to me that's gonna change how I feel about Fott. So I I'm gonna stick with him. I, I think the fact that he is the best bet of any pitching prospect in the game really to log 160 innings this year, that's important to me. Um so that's that's kind of my case, but I, I think they're yeah. they're all up there. You know it's funny too is there's a real scenario where like we're at May fifteenth and Taj Bradley and Tanner Bybee are not in the majors and Brandon Fott has a rotation spot for the rest of the year. And like, he's the, that guy, that's how fluid all of this is. And yeah. also the manipulation of it, Brandon Fott and over almost 11 K per nine two walk per nine. This is all PCL numbers. He's got a three, nine, one ERA definitely has gotten a little inflated. Uh, it's, you know, just sitting around the fours, uh, not to be exclusive of like the PCL, but it is what it is. And it's still a little home run happy. He's been experimenting they had one start where he like didn't throw his curveball, and he has got some really bad calls. I've watched like three of the five starts uh, every single pitch, and he's gotten some really bad uh, ump calls as well. And it'll be interesting to see once he gets you know into uh, a majors park and we get to re- see real data, like how much is this stuff gonna jump up. But you know, he's a good bet; he's still in there. So let's talk about some more pitchers because there are um, a lot of, of fascinating, fun pitching prospects that are out there right now. And I'm attempting, as we're going to be kind of going through the majors, especially over the last week and who's hot and who's popping up, I'm going to attempt on a week-in to week-out basis to not always talk about the same players, but it's just going to happen sometimes. Because Andrew Abbott has probably been the SP to talk about uh, him and the next day we're going to go through. And they both happen to have gotten bumps up to AAA. So in AA, Andrew Abbott had that 20K per nine, which was crazy, uh, with a one ERA. He wasn't walking anybody through three starts. He then, of course, got bumped up, which is exactly what we wanted to see. We want to see him get up there, get a push up. He goes to AAA. His first start, he goes five. He does walk three, but he strikes out seven, giving up two earned runs, but only three total hits in that start. Everything has been popping and moving. So talk to me about Andrew Abbott, because this is a guy that I always try to be careful about short stints and of the proximity of like, you know, okay, four starts. He's looked awesome. But everything he's done has deserved such a dramatic move in my eyes, especially in the SP market where, you know, coming into this year, dude, I had like, you know, we're talking about clumps of guys. You know, there was the top tier clump. And I think that next one for me was kind of like Fott and Gavin Williams and Taj Bradley. Kyle Harrison. And then there was just maybe like four or five other pitchers outside from like 50 to a hundred that I kind of dug. It was like Gavin Stone, Tink Hens, a couple few others. But now I feel like you're getting guys that are pushing up and they're showing you their worth. And Andrew Abbott is that. So talk to me about Andrew Abbott and how big and how real this bump is on his production so far this year. Yeah. Uh, I, I think he's, He's closer to a sell high than a guy that I um, am just falling in love with or anything like that. I so you well, you know your prospects. Um, do you think you can name anyone on the Mississippi or Tennessee AA rosters, the Cubs and 
Braves double A affiliates? Do you think you can name uh, any position players on those teams? Uh, you know, I think I was just watching a Tennessee. I watched one of the games. <laughs> okay, so now you're going to kill me because I went and watched. I watched the 14 strikeout game, uh-huh. and it is completely evading me who is on that team and who was watching or who I, who I watched. <laughs> I, I will agree. It wasn't a good crew, but I feel like there were like two guys that were decent players. Are you going to give me a, a player well, or two that was decent? No. Um, but <laughs> like here, I'll, I'll, we'll just pull that up. Okay. So um, do you watch the 14 K game? It was the 14 strikeout game, which I so, think was the Tennessee game, right? So Milligan Conley, Conley's probably Cal Conley, probably the biggest name prospect on that double in Mississippi roster. He was hitting second. He oh, that's the Mississippi game. Okay. Um, and then you have a, a Stevens, a Valdez, a Lugbauer, uh, Philip, Bunnell, Potts, Clementina. So a bunch okay, of heavy hitters. I do remember Lugbauer. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. Your point. But, okay. You're so my, point. my point is like two of those four teams he's faced are really bad uh, by double A roster standards. Uh, the Rocket City roster he faced Zach Neto, obviously a, a legit big time prospect. Uh, Neto had the better of Abbott in that matchup. I think he walked a couple times, and you know he he was not overmatched. He had two walks and a strikeout and a, a hit and an RBI. Uh, and then Abbott dominated the rest of that Rocket City roster. Edgar Carroll probably the best, the second best hitting prospect on that team, and that's a twenty year old catcher who jumped high A. So like three pretty weak rosters at Double A. Plus he made twenty starts at Double A last year. Plus like even in the best case scenario he still has to pitch half his games in great american and uh there's no projection really in the body left um sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. Sauce of destiny. Yes. The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Um... 
can't believe what fell. All your dreams. Yes. Hot down the drain. Let's play some in this league. I think he's just, he is what he is from that standpoint. And the fastball's up about a mile per hour or so. A mile, you know, one to two miles per hour um, from last year. And the slider is, uh, has been a, a dominant pitch for him so far. Uh, but the you know, third and fourth pitches are, are just kind of okay. So I, I think he's, he's like kind of moved into sort of clear, like top 150 range for me and probably closer to 100 than 150 and maybe even inside the top 100 uh, just due to the proximity aspect now and the fact that he's probably the Reds' fourth best starting pitcher in the org at this point. So he'll probably be in the majors at some point soon. Uh, but I, I see more of kind of like a number three starter for fa- like a, a number three real life starter who's going to pitch half his games in great American ballpark. So, um, dude, that entire time, I, I cannot complain enough by the way, about how difficult it is on baseball savant to get to the triple a numbers. I just don't <laughs> understand. Why don't they just put it like, why don't they just have it like, uh, like a clear, like link? Just speaking. Why I, Dude, I don't know why we have to. I have to be Captain Jack Sparrow to try to to wave the seas to try to get to the golden treasure to get any AAA stats. Make it easy and accessible. It might be thirty to forty percent of your traffic, and I'm not even joking anymore because all AAA is there. This is my open complaint. Just make it easy to find. That entire time you were talking, I was actively listening and just trying to get to his damn page to talk about his triple a game and i did get there it's amazing that it took by the way they classify because it's a very sweepy pitch they classified as a curveball of what he was throwing or at least that's how baseball savant classified but i also kind of think this is similar to like the classification of tanner bybee's pitch where within uh, a milla movement he can make it a curveball it's a 12 to 6 curve into a slider so this was his outing in that start he was 56% fastball, which was averaging around 92 and really not impressive spin numbers. That's that's like down from, I mean, you know, he was, yeah, well, go, go ahead. Yeah, 93.8 was the max on the fastball. So that's what the real number we're getting. And the spin numbers did not even hit 2,300, which is lower, at least from what I saw in uh, in spring. So that's 56% usage on the fastball. 28% on the curveball, which is the breaking pitch, which we're talking about, that had an average 81, but it had um, it had a high of 3,000 spin on it. The most fascinating part about it was the whiffs, not as big as you would have thought. The whiffs were sitting at 30%. He had a 24% whiff on the fastball, and he had a th- uh, 30 uh, sorry 60% on his changeup, which he threw 15% of the time. Three of five swings were whiffs. He had a bunch of called strikes on the fastball, and he ended up having a 28% CSW. That was the final number on that with a 31% whiff. But it's that sweeping pitch that I think has been so dominant, and I think we're seeing a lot of success with guys that can throw high amounts of those, whether you want to call it a sweeper or curveball, uh, any of those type of pitches, and he commands it really well. And that's what, coming back to it, like, I don't have him as a top 50 overall guy. I've kind of built up some excitement. You kind of nailed it. 
I have him right inside the top 100. I put him in the tier of this is a guy I think to get more excited about because the way he, the aggressive approach that he pitches looks good. The three pitches are going to keep guys off. He's getting huge swing and misses and he kind of carried some of it over, but it did level out at triple a. So uh, go, go ahead. You had any other thoughts after we kind of went through the baseball savant numbers on him? Well, no, I mean, I, I think the, you know, the sweeper is definitely something that he's kind of perfected. I would say since like the start of last season until now. Uh, and I'm sure he just put a ton of work in with that pitch in the off season. Kind of reminds uh, me of what Lodolo does. Cause Lodolo has got this big, like it can just kind of hook through the, the bottom of the zone and stuff. And that's actually something similar. And I wouldn't be a shock if, you know, he got some of the work from Lodolo and learning how to pitch. I'm not, I don't know that that's happened, but it, there's a, a similarness of how much he can like get that pitch to go through the zone. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I, I mean, I, I like Lodolo or I, even as a prospect, I like Lodolo quite a bit more than I like Abbott right now, but uh, like even yeah. Lodolo, you know, he's, Lodolo's got 37 Ks in 25 and two thirds innings, but he's given up, six home runs in that time. And like, that's just, that's just life as like a Reds pitcher. And uh, it's not that you can't like Graham Ashcraft's been great and Hunter Green's been, been good. And like, you can definitely extract value there, but it's probably a bottom three team for a pitching prospect to be on. And uh, you just, I don't, it is it, the, the most concerning thing you mentioned is just that his max velocity was uh, just a, a hair under 94 miles an hour because um, Dylan White got me some data from his double A and he was saying the, the fastball topped out at 96 at double A. So, um, you know, if, he's, if Andrew Evans just going to sit low 90s and touch 94, then, you know, I think him becoming a mid-rotation starter in the big leagues would be a pretty big accomplishment. It's going to be something to monitor. You know, three good pitches could also be really good in relief, but I'm going to make a bet um, on it at least. Let me ask you, Andrew Abbott or Hayden Wesneski? Uh, Wesneski has been uh, kind of a pain in the ass this year. He has been um, a pain in the ass. Because I, I have him on my bench for all his good starts, and I have him in there for all his <laughs> bad starts. Uh <laughs> I I'm gonna go with Wes Nesky, uh, but I you know I think that's that's a good name to, to ask about. I think. Oh yeah, let me throw this one there real quick. Part. I didn't have this guy on the list today. This is gonna save the talk and probably about next week. But um, we're gonna pat you and I are gonna pat ourselves on the back a little bit because I think you and I had kind of led this train the entire off season. But Cade Horton has been awesome. 14 strikeouts uh, in 10 innings. He has not given up an earn, give up an earn run. He is in single A though. So it's a little bit overmatched. Horton or Abbott? Uh, Horton. Okay. That was pretty easy and, for you. And I mean, he's, yeah, he's, he's awesome. And he's, he's just, he's not going to be at single A for much longer at all. Um, no. I mean, Horton could finish there at double A very, very easily. Okay, let's go to the next one here. And but can I just again open ass? Just like make a triple A, make a minor league tab on baseball. I mean, so you on. get we got to talk to like I'm sure 
I feel like Jesse Roach and like Chris Clegg just live on the baseball savant triple A. Uh, How do they do stats it? That's page. So we, we need to get them on for a crash course. And um, yeah, I can get there, but like I'm here <laughs> now, but it's just like, make it easier. You got to go. And there's a whole thing. I had to have, um, I had to have somebody walk me through how to like even find all of the stuff. And then it's just, it's like such a, a thing. I, I remember Eric Longenhagen had like a how to tweet, like, three yeah. years ago or something that I like bookmarked. <laughs> yeah. That you can go and you can put it Just, in the game. It, tag it's like you're, and... it's like you're going, it's like you're ordering off the secret menu or something. Like, why don't you just have it in like a drop down? Like totally. It's, yeah. It's like a, it's a geolocation games. It's like, okay, I got the thing. Let's go here. We got to leave a red trail here. It's crazy. It's craziness. Um, but let's talk about a guy who just also made a triple a move up. And, or I think he just got the call. I don't think the, the start has happened yet, but uh, we're talking about Gavin Williams. Gavin Williams in three starts in double A so far, uh, a 12 and a half K per night. Maybe he didn't get, I thought I saw that he got the triple A call up, but maybe I'm crazy. He hasn't made the start yet, but dominant, dominant, 6.63 ERA, XFIP still 250, a 12 and a half K per nine, under two walk per nine. Looks the part of everything. It's not fair. The glut of riches here. Do you think Gavin Williams is in this conversation of being the number? Because I know you're having this open, fluid kind of like you wouldn't argue if like someone wants to see Taj Bradley's a top guy. Where do you think Gavin Williams sits in this conversation of not only the guys we talked about, but I feel like since you kind of clumped a big group, we have to obviously mean that like Ricky Tiedemann and Yuri Perez is in there. How does Gavin Williams like mix out of that, especially with this insanely dominant start to the season? Uh, yeah, he would be, I, I still like Gavin Williams more than Tanner Bybee. Uh, I mean, they, they'd be Same. probably within like 10 spots of each other, but I like on the overall, not among pitchers, but um, yeah, I, I mean, Gavin Williams, it's just a, it's kind of a frontline SP monster strikeout package. And we'll see if he can be like a 180 inning guy or not, but uh, he's just, he's got such a high ceiling for fantasy and he's got the size. I like uh, just, just really like the way he goes out there and just bullies guys. Um, so I, I, I still like fought more. Uh, I think based on what Taj Bradley has done I'd, I'd take Bradley over him but I'd, I'd take him just ahead of Bybee at this point so what about um Ricky Tiedemann versus Gavin Williams yeah I mean I, I think Tiedemann Tiedemann maybe that's a tough one Tiedemann versus Williams is tough I'd, I'm I'm Tiedemann uh, but it's probably I, I think I'd probably stick with Tiedemann too um I had them let's see I had them probably I had them five. I had them two spots apart on my last update. So, um, do you I don't think to... I don't think anything's changed to move Williams over Tiedemann, but I, have, I think they're they're both awesome. Have you ever had this many starting pitchers? Let's. I'm using arbitrary numbers here. You correct me in your top twenty-five. Like I feel like there's like seven or eight guys that live in that top twenty-five or thirty. And the amount of years you and I have been doing this and talking, I don't really ever recall like this big of a group of starting pitchers having this high of evaluation? Well, I've got six guys in the 18 to 25 range, but I, I don't have anyone higher than 18. Um, okay. 
So I, well, that, I don't know. You know I, I think it's I think it's about I usually kind of have a run of starting pitchers sort of in that like twenty to thirty range. So um, I mean, it's it's fun. Just sort of you know, you're getting we're seeing these guys come up like once a week, and there's more guys on the way, and there will be kind of throughout the next couple months. So it's it's really fun. Okay, so Gavin Williams up there. He's in that top tier. Do you think we're going to see him this year? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, if we don't see him this year, it's because he got hurt. And I think I look at that Guardians rotation, and I think they're just going to be like full on. Let's like, we're going to just drop our awesome pitching prospects on the table and win the division that way because like Zach Plesak, Cal Quantrill. What what are we doing here? Like, are you guys do you guys want to miss the playoffs? Um, I don't think they want to miss the playoffs, so I think they're gonna make that upgrade. Okay, a couple more pitchers to talk about. This is a tiny bit deeper. Um, I have been a little bit. I haven't talked about him in quite a while, but I did talk a lot about him in uh, the AFL. And uh, famously, I've talked with uh, Jeff Ponce about this a whole lot because you know he. He, he's had some weird experiences and whatnot, but the guy I'm talking about is Carson Wisenhunt. He gave me some, I, I think we and him joked about it the last time too, where I was oohing and on about Carson Wisenhunt and then Wisenhunt, like he can do, absolutely got lit. And there's, you know, there, there might be some other stuff that's circling around him as well that we won't talk about on here. But Carson Wisenhunt so far this year, my point to this has been awesome. Just got a call up to high A. He was in A ball. He's a 22 year old. He was suspended uh, previous year, but he went over to the AFL. He showed off one of the best changeups I've ever seen. I uh... sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 seven as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering, real time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more want the edge. Then get on the grid sportsgrid.com across America. BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. Sauce of destiny. Yes. The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Hey, in this league. Look at us. Look at us. Huh? Who would have thought? Not me. Not me. Not me. Who would have thought? Not me. Not me. Look at us. Look at us. Who would have thought? Not me. Not me. 
I like laughed in his face uh, during the AFL about his changeup, and we were talking about it for a second. It's one of the best changeups I've seen, and uh, it's been on point. 13K per nine, only an A ball, of course. A little over two walk per nine, which has been a little bit inflated. Uh, left on base percentage is actually lower than you would expect, uh, so that not working in his favor. Really high BABIP, so some luck not working in his way. But two three two nine ERA, 276 XFIP. Any thoughts on Carson Wisenhunt and that really dominant start? At a very low level, though, I love his changeup, but I just don't know if he has starting pitching arsenal uh, that's going to be able to maintain. But, uh, you know, this is one of the few guys that's already gotten a, a call up early on. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't want to give you, like, a bad answer here, but I just don't really care about what he did at <laughs> Abel. <laughs> like, it's just, you know, anyone with a good changeup is going to dominate A-ball hitters. Any good college pitcher in A-ball. Like the, the guys at A-ball are just, it's not both on the pitching side and the hitting side. Like if, you know, it, it, it takes a guy being like an 18 year old and like 60% better than league average for me to really care what anyone's doing uh, in a small sample there. So, I mean, there's, there's other guys like that we might talk about later who are three years younger than Wisenhunt to have been good at, single a well let's do no let's do that i think i know who you're alluding to and i was going to test you on this and then how about we did talk about him last week but you off air kind of mentioned this and i was like this is great because this is someone that um i'm getting even more and more excited about and it's frank mazzucato mazzucato's an a ball and mazzucato an insane 15 and a half k per nine his walk rate is stupid though it's almost five per but he's uh, 0.6 ERA, and even his XFIP is still under three right now. And he's 20 years old, so he's two years younger. This is the difference between a college-seasoned uh, pitcher in Carson Wisenhunt, who was also suspended, uh, versus a really dominant high school pitcher who had, a, I think, a kind of a slow start to his professional career. And uh, he's actually he hasn't even turned 20 yet. He's 19 years old. So he kind of stood out to you, stood out to me last week. Where are you at? Are you with me on Mazzucato that he's like a very fast riser right now? I am. And he was kind of a, a guy that I was really interested to see how he pitched early this season because uh, he he quietly was really dominant uh, towards the end of last season and uh, was obviously, you know, BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions.